morning, family. Uh, we are so excited to be with you this morning. Before we go into the Word, let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for your Word. Lord, may your Word never return void, but may it always do what you send it out to do. Lord, I pray that your word would challenge us this morning. I pray that it would change us, change our hearts, and bring us into new insight into who you are so that we can love you better in this sense. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Now, the story of the widow's might um, is, is often an overlooked and highly instructive, powerful narrative in the gospel the like the widow's offering in itself and we'll talk a bit more about this as we go along the story is small and easily dismissed by by by, by normal readers people who don't study the bible but for students of god's word uh, people who study god's bible you will notice the profound principles in which the story instructs believers today the principle exists at the axis point of christian spirituality let me not waste further time let's dive right into this passage we will read together out of mark chapter 12 verse 41 to 44 jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury many rich people threw in large amounts but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything all she had to live on. So there's a few principles which comes, pops out to me in the story which I want to teach you this morning. Principle number one. First, God sees what man overlooks. God sees what man overlooks. Now, the big gifts in the temple were surely noticed by people. That's probably what the disciples were watching. I mean, a lot of people came and they made noise and they threw in big gifts. And, and, and I can just hear, if I, if I imagine what is happening, I can just hear in the back, in my, in my, in my mind, I hear how the money clings into the offering baskets that they throw falling hard so that, so that the, the religious leaders can, can, can feel honor about how much they are giving. But Jesus saw what no one else did. He saw the humble gift of a poor widow. This was the gift that Jesus thought worthy of comment. This was the gift that the disciples needed to be aware of. The other gifts in the treasury that that day made a lot of noise as they jingled into the offering baskets. But the widow's might as the King James Version calls it, were heard in heaven. Now you might say to yourself, during these times we are in that, that you don't have to, have to give because you don't have much to offer God. So you would say, well, the little that I have, well, it's not even going to make a difference. So let me rather not give and waste God's time because what difference will your small gift make anyway? Let me tell you something. God sees your heart when you give. To him, that is the most important part. We don't give so people can see as the religious leaders of that time. We give to God because giving is between me and the most holy God. God sees the intention behind the giving. 
The widow gave because she wanted to honor God. It was her prerogative. She, it was her, her desire to honor God. So what little she had, she, 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 she gave everything she had because she wanted to honor God. It brought her delight even though she gave her last. Jesus saw that as she was giving, that he gave, that she gave her last. Now, now, now my question to you today is, what's your intention when you are giving? Do you give because you feel you have to? Do you give because that's how you were brought up? Or do you give because you love Jesus and you want to honor him with your gifts? You see, when you give tithe and offering, you don't give it to me or to the church. You give it to God. So the question to the believer here today is, if you are honest with yourself, what does God see in your heart when you give? When we look at the life of Jesus, He gave because He loved. He loved the world so much. God loved the world so much that He gave His only truly begotten Son. And what did the Son give? The Son gave everything. He didn't hold back anything. He gave any, everything. It was for Him a priority to save, to, 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 to save the world, to give people access to God through Him. And so what the only way to do that was so that He can give His life. He laid down His life. Think about that for a moment as we go on through these points. Secondly, God's evaluation is different from man's evaluation. The widow's two mites, those two cents that she gave, added up to a penny according to man's tabulation. But Jesus said that she had given more than anyone else that day. The little that she gave, it wasn't going to make the difference in the whole world. But God saw the intention of her heart. And because of that, she gave much more than the wealthiest giver at that time. The difference is one of proportion. The rich were giving large sums, but they still retained their fortunes. The widow put in everything, all she had to live on for that day. Remember, she's a widow. Her husband probably died, and at that time it was very diff different, difficult for a widow to earn a day's wage. So the best thing, if she don't have children to look after, after her and she don't have a husband, was to go and sit at the temple gates and beg for, for, for money. And that's probably how she got that little money that she had. But she took that hard work, less than a day's wage, and she gave it to the Lord. Hers was a true sacrifice. The rich had not begun to give to the level of her sacrifice. To Jesus, the fact that she sacrificed what she had stood out for him. The rich made lots of bravado when they gave. They made sure everyone heard how their money fell into the pots. Yet they gave out of their abundance because they had a lot. They gave. Do you see the, 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 the contrast Jesus is putting here? He says the one, and we'll talk about it more. He says the rich had abundance. And because they had abundance, they gave. So they didn't even feel what they give because they had a lot of reserves left. And this poor widow gave everything she had. She gave out of her poverty. As a matter of fact, she gave 
the, the last she, she had that touched God's heart. She gave the last she had that touched God's heart. And that's why it drew Jesus' attention. What is Jesus saying to us this day? That, that, that perhaps we should give everything? That we should not give anything because we have a lot of abundance? That we should only give when we have access or abundance? But that we should give sacrificially. Meaning, when we give, it should cost us something. It must come at a price. We must lose something in the process when we give to God. That's when we draw God's attention. This widow gave something that cost her. We don't know if God blessed her abundantly after this. Or if she had even a meal to eat after she gave. All we know is that what she gave cost her a lot. But knowing Jesus, he probably would have done something about her situation. Fed her uh, for a few days or gave her some money or however Jesus decided to look after her. Because he talks about looking after the widows in later passages. But whatever you give, how much does it cost you when you give? When you give to God, whether it's tithe or offering or your time... Does it come at a price or is it because of your, out of your abundance that you give? Do you, <laughs> in other words, do you give your time because you have a lot of it? Or do you make time because you don't have much time to serve in church? When you give financially, do you give because you have a lot of access? Or do you give out of a place of sacrifice because you know what you are giving is going to cost you something? Because when we give and it costs us something, that's when we draw God's attention. That's when His eyes are upon us because, our, because of our sacrificial giving. Remember, even if you look at Jesus' life, He sacrificed His life. God will never expect you to do something that He hasn't done. Jesus sacrificed His life so that we can have access to the Holy of Holies through Him. He had to lay down His life. He had to become, uh, He had to humiliate Himself, become a human. This God of the universe become a human so that we can have life eternity. That is who Jesus is. He sacrificed. So what He gave came at a price. How much more what we give to Him should come at a price? Jesus didn't give out of His access. Jesus, as a matter of fact, he grew up a poor carpenter's son. As a matter of fact, he's the king of the universe, but he was born in a manger where his parents couldn't even find a place to stay for the night. He gave sacrificially. Whether it is through your time and your finances, what is your attention? Do you sacrifice it or do you give out of excess? Does that which you give does it cost you something? I can't answer that for you. But I'm going to let the Holy Spirit minister that to you. Third point. God commends giving in faith. Here was a woman in need of receiving charity. Yet she had a heart to give. Even though the amount was little, what could a widow's might buy? What could those two cents buy? Probably just some flour. 
that's all they could buy. And then she would gonna have to bake her own bread and, and do that. That's all it could it wouldn't make the world's different. But the, the, the fact of the matter is she gave it in faith and God honors that. She gave it in faith that God could use it. Remember that God has the ability to multiply whatever we give. It belongs to Him in the first place. So whatever small thing we give, God has the ability to multiply it. You know, even in the studio, we it's in a small, I don't know how many square meters this room is, but it's a very small room where we are currently sitting and recording. We've got a Canon camera. We've got a cell phone which we, which we record on other things. We've got two building lights shining on me here. This background is actually green. Um, it's not the, uh, the color that you see on here. We've got a, a mixer. We don't have expensive camera equipment. We don't have the, 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 the latest technology or however. But this obedience that we are doing, this sacrificial giving that we are doing here reaches more than a thousand households per week. We see this on our views. And that's why we always say it's important to like and share so that we can reach people because God has the ability to multiply the little we have. We have a small team of post-production editors, but you won't know, you won't see this, but this is what all happens behind the scenes. But God multiplies everything, the small we give. This small studio, the small setup, it reaches far and wide. It touches people far and wide. And that's why I want to encourage you not to despise your small gift because God has the ability to multiply it hundredfold. Don't give up in giving just because you feel what you give, what you have to give is insignificant. Give what you can, whether it is your, your tithe and offering so that God can multiply whatever you have the widow's the widow's faith is also evident in the fact that she gave the last of her money like the widow of Zarephath who gave her last meal to Eliza in 1 Kings chapter 17 the widow in the temple gave away her last means of self-support does that mean that the widow left the temple completely destitute she went home and died of salvation no the Bible teaches us that God provides for our needs according to these riches in glory. God provides. God look after you. God is the one who gives. God gives you the ability to accumulate wealth. It's not because of your own things and your own ideas. It all comes from God. We don't know the details of this particular widow's future. But we can be certain that she was provided for. Just as God provided for the widow and her son in Elijah's day in 1 Kings chapter 17. God also provided for the widow in Jesus' day. When you give, it is also a constant reminder to yourself that you are not your own provider. Listen to me. When you give and it costs you something and you give sacrificially, it is a constant reminder to yourself that you are not your own provider. That's why Jesus said it is better to give uh, than to receive because for the givers, uh, because for the benefit uh, for the givers is, is more than it is for the receiver's benefit to receive. It is as if God had put giving in our lives to keep us dependent upon Him. 
So we don't become full of pride and boastfulness like the religious leaders of his time bragging about how much we give. But rather we stay humble and dependent upon him like little children depending on their parents for everything because of what we give. We give sacrificially. We give in faith. If I look at Jesus' life, he laid his life down. There was a time where Jesus really felt that um, he was, when he had the sin of all mankind on himself, at that moment in time, he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because he felt separation from God because of the sin of mankind. Didn't doubt his belief in God, that God wouldn't provide the outcome three days later. But he felt separation from God. Another story in Jesus' life was when he was praying in the garden of Gethsemane was praying for God to pass this bitter cup because he had a sacrifice to give because he poured out his life sacrificially for us and he, and he prayed and said God take this cup away but his words were but not my will but your will to be done and God gave him the grace and God provided for him for strength and even though he gave sacrificially, even though he gave his life in faith, God gave it back to him. And even though we give with our tithes, our offering, our time, we give it in faith. And we trust that God will multiply it a hundredfold. I want to conclude with a, with a story which I read. The author wrote the story. He said, he said I am very grateful for the people when I was an 80-year-old student, taught me to tithe, the people who taught him to tithe. Students don't have very much money, and 10% is not very much. Not at all very much. Coupled with that, we were only there for three years, and then we were gone. So they were not going to get anything out of it in the long term, in all our tithes. Yet they taught us the biblical principle of tithing. That started with Abraham in the book of Genesis, went through from Leviticus to Malachi, and is reaffirmed by Jesus in the Gospels. And what they taught us was that it is very easy to get into the habit of tithing when you don't have very much. Just like with a millionaire going up to his fancy apartment, it is very hard to start to tithe when 10% of your salary is a very large sum. It is ironically much easier to learn to do it when it is a little sum. The church had nothing to gain by teaching us the blessing and benefits of tithing. Yet selflessly, they taught us that. And I am very grateful for them. The church doesn't, the church as the building does not benefit. But it's the people who we are a blessing to that benefits from our tithes and offerings. So I want to encourage you, just because you have little, just because you took a salary cut, obviously you have to adapt your lifestyle to suit whatever salary cuts you've made. But do not stop giving sacrificially. It is better for you to give than it is for the one to receive. It is for your benefit that you give sacrificially something that you've worked hard for. 
So don't stop. Even for you who's not even a member of our church who's listening, wherever you are, wherever you are sitting, I want to encourage you. If you don't give to your local church in your, in your geographical facility, our bank details will be on the screen. Start today by tithing and offering. Just if you decide or if you just give an offering or if you just give a tithe, depending on how much you can afford, it's between you and God. But just write in the reference, you will see the bank details or if you give through Zephyr, just write your name. Say, say it's tithe or say it's offering so that we can pray for you. That God will bless you during this time. But God's blessing is not conditional on how much you give. So don't think because you, you, you give a lot, God's all of a sudden going to open up the heavens and bless you so much that you, that you can't contain it. It can happen. It cannot happen. That's between giving is between you and God. But I want to encourage you to give sacrificially so that God's eyes can be upon you, can be moved to you, just like it moved to the widow. And He will provide in all of your needs according to riches. Take that step of faith. Bless you. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, you are God. Lord, we love you so, so much. Lord, we appreciate you so, so much. Father, we adore you so, so, so much. And Lord, I pray that you would really instill the desire in the lives of our people to give sacrificially. Lord, I pray that you would come and provide seed to the sower. Lord, those that doesn't really doesn't have anything and really desires to give, I pray that you would provide for them in the name of Jesus. I pray for those looking for jobs, those who has been retrenched. I pray that you would provide, whether it's to start their own businesses, give them the creativity to start their own businesses. Those whose businesses are struggling, give them creativity so that they, 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 will, they will know how to work in this new environment. Lord, but above all, those who has the desire to sow, the desire to give tithe and offering, I pray that you would bless them with something to give. And Lord, those that struggling to trust you in faith because financial difficulties, I pray also, Lord, that, that as they sacrifice, Lord, that you would give them peace that surpasses all understanding, knowing that you are the one that provides. I ask this in your precious name. Amen and amen.